Welcome to all the listeners of Srimad Devi Bhagavat. Now we will be reading The Birth of Sri Krishna in Prison. Vasudevji takes Sri Krishna to Nandabhavan. The killing of newly born innocents and birth of Pradyumna. Vyastis says, after heeding the advice of Naraji, Kansa killed six sons of Devaki. The seventh pregnancy got terminated in the fifth month. So, when the eighth child was about to be born, Kansa took all the precautions that he could think of. He could not stop thinking even for a moment that the child was the one who would be his destroyer. At the same time, that Sri Krishna entered the womb of Devaki, Yoga Maya herself entered the womb of Yashoda. In Gokul, Rohini ji gave birth to Balram ji. For fear of Kansa, this wife of Vasudev, Rohini stayed in hiding in Gokul. Later, Kansa locked Devaki in prison. He arranged many caretakers to look after her needs. Vasudevji also stayed in the prison with his wife Devaki. He was constantly worried about the birth of this child. As soon as Lord Vishnu took his place in the womb of Devaki, all the gods appeared and sang stutis in the praise of the Lord. The time for the birth drew nearer. The tenth month fell in the period of the holy Savan, fifth month of the Hindu year. On the eighth day of the dark lunar fortnight began the Nakshatra Rohini. At that time, Kansa became very fretful and disturbed. He spoke to all the Danavas, You should all be very alert and keep a close watch on Devaki because this is going to be the eighth child who is my destroyer. Therefore, it is very important to be watchful. Only after killing this child will I be able to sleep peacefully in my palace. All of you arm yourselves with sword, dagger and bow. Do not get lethargic or fall asleep. Keep a watch on every side. Vyasti says, After giving these orders, Kansa went to his palace. His body had lost its energy. He was overcome with fear and forbidding. Even in his palace, he was restless. Here it became midnight. Devaki spoke to Vasudevji. Maharaj, the time for delivery has come. What should I do? We are surrounded by fearsome Rakshasas. Some time ago, I had a talk with Queen Yashoda. She suggested that I send my baby to her and she would look after him. No one would know that he was not her son. Later she will return him to me. But Prabhu, this is very frightful situation. What is the right thing to do? 
so that this child can be exchanged. Swami, now do not come this side as my modesty makes me shy. Turn the other way and keep speaking to me. There is no other way. The godly Vasudev immediately moved away. In a little while, there was a born to Devaki, a most wonderful and amazing divine child. Devaki was filled with wonder. Her whole body started vibrating with waves of joy. Then this most auspicious and fortunate Devaki said to Vasudevji, Dear husband, look up on this child. Prabhu, this child is very unfortunate because as soon as my wicked brother Kansa sees him, he will kill him. Vasudevji picked up the child. As he looked at the beautiful divine form, his mind sank with fear and foreboding. He thought, is there anything that can be done, no matter how difficult or dangerous? Just then he heard a heavenly voice. Vasudevji, take this child immediately and go to Gokul and leave him there. All the gods have been put into deep sleep. All eight exits are open. There are no chains or locks anywhere. Leave this child in Nanda Bhavan and bring back Yoga Maya with you. Hearing this, Vasudevji went out and saw that all the gates were open. He took the child and left immediately. No one could see him. He reached the river Yamuna. He saw that it was in spate. He began to wonder how he could cross such a volume of water. Just then, the most holy river Yamuna receded her waters till it was waist high in all places. This was all the power of Yoga Maya. Then Vasudevji crossed the river easily. He reached Gokul while it was still night. All was quiet and peaceful. He arrived at the gates of Nandaji palace. Yashoda had just given birth to the incarnation of Yoga Maya. She had come in her complete divine form. She was endowed with three attributes and shone with supernatural light. Sarveshwari Bhagavati assumed the role of midwife and came out carrying the child in her beautiful lotus hands. She handed the baby to Vasudevji and he in turn placed Devaki's child in the lotus hands of Deva, Devi Bhagavati. Vasudevji took the child with joy and left the place immediately. He reached the prison and placed the baby on Devaki's cot. Then he sat down and in great dread and fear waited for the morning. Suddenly the child began to cry loudly. This woke up all the guards and caretakers. They were very happy that the child had been born. They immediately went to Kansa and informed him, O oh king, Devaki has given birth. You must come immediately. Kansa reached the prison and found the gates locked. He called Vasudevji. Bring Devaki's child to me immediately. This is her eighth child and he is the incarnation of Sri Hari. He is my destroyer 
I must kill him instantly. Vyasji says, Vasudevji was filled with fear. Water poured out of his eyes. He picked up the baby and gave her to Kansa. He was weeping uncontrollably. Seeing a girl child, Kansa was greatly confused. He thought the heavenly voice as well as Naraji's statements have both been proved false. Vasudev also suffered great difficulties here. It is not possible for him to commit a falsehood. My guards have been most vigilant. There is no doubt about their sincerity. It is possible that the boy child who was supposed to be born here has taken birth elsewhere and the girl child has taken birth here. Fate is very whimsical and unpredictable. The sinful Kansa was a blot on the clan. He had absolutely no mercy in his heart. He decided to kill the baby. He picked her up by her leg and was about to dash her against a stone. The child slipped out of his grip and flew towards the sky. On the way, she assumed her glorious divine form and said to Kansa, O sinful one, what will you gain by killing me? Your powerful adversary has already been born. No one can destroy him. He will most certainly kill you. Saying this, the most auspicious Devi could be clearly seen enthroned in the skies. Kansa's astonishment knew no bound. He went home trembling with fear. He called all the Deityas, including Bakasura, Dhenukasura and Vatsasura. He said, all of you go and complete my mission. Kill every boy child as soon as it is born. The child killer Putana should go to Gokula. It is her job to kill all newborn boys. After giving this horrible order, Kansa went home. Dark clouds of fear hovered over his head. He was greatly distressed because he was constantly visualizing Shri Hari as his vanguisher. Vyasji says, As morning dawned, celebrations began in the palace of Nandaji to bless the newborn. The news spread rapidly and Kansa also heard it from one of his messengers. He also came to know that Yashodaji's wives were under the protection of Nanda in Gokul. From then on, Gokul became the target of his activities. Also, Naraji had clearly mentioned to him that Nanda and his associates, as well as their wives, were all gods. Vasudevji and Devaki were also divine beings. Having understood the situation, the evil Kansa was prepared to commit any sin to escape the death. One by one, Putana, Bakasura, Vatsasura, Mahabali, Denukasura and Pralhan all met their death at the hands of the glorious and lustrous Sri Krishna. Sri Krishna lifted the Govardhan mountain. Hearing this, Kansa was convinced that this, his death is at Sri Krishna's hands was 
imminent and inevitable. Then, when he heard of Keishi's death, he was plunged into despair. He got an idea to invite Sri Krishna and Balrama to Dhanush Yagya, the great bow ceremony. His mind was always occupied with sinful plans. He sent Lord Krishna's uncle, Akruji, to bring Sri Krishna and Balrama so that they would not suspect that he planned to kill them. Akruji brought them to Mathura in his chariot. The two brothers broke the bow as soon as they reached. Also, they killed Rajak, the elephant, Kuvalyapid, Chanu, and Mastik. Bhagwan Shri Krishna also killed Shal and Toshal. In a final drama, Shri Krishna caught the locks of Kansa and sent him to sleep forever on the earth. Then he realized his parents Vasudevji and Devaki from prison and ended their sorrows. He installed Ugrasena on the throne. In the same place, Vasudevji performed the sacred threat ceremony for the two brothers. Then they went to Sandipniji to complete their studies. By the age of 12, they acquired all the knowledge and completed their education. They went and established themselves in Mathura. Jarasand, king of Magdha, on hearing of the death of his son-in-law, Kansa, collected an army and declared war on Mathura. He attacked Mathura 17 times and each time Sri Krishna defeated him. Then Jarasandha instigated Kalavya, the king of Nichas, barbarians of low morals, to fight against Sri Krishna. The Yadavas were terrified of the Rakshasas Kalyavan. When news of his approach reached, Sri Krishna called all the senior Yadavas and Balramji and said to them, We are constantly in fear of Jarasand. And now, on his request, Kalavan is also coming to torment us. So, what should we do in this situation. We should abandon house, possessions and army and make other arrangements for our safety. Whichever part of the earth we can live in peace and harmony, that should be considered our fatherland. If the land of our forefathers does not provide safety and peace, then there is no use getting attached to it. Therefore, those who desire a life of happiness and peace should find such a place near the sea or the mountains. A living place without threat from enemies is considered most suitable by our learned ancestors. Bhagwan Vishnu has made for himself a secure and peaceful abode on the belly of Seshnath in the ocean. Bhagwan Shankar also made a peaceful abode on Kailash. Therefore, it is not desirable for us to live here and continue suffering harassment from our enemies. Let us make arrangements to move to Dwarka. Garuda has informed me that at, his, at this time, 
Dwarka Puri is the most suitable place for us. Thus, most pleasing city is situated on the shores of the ocean, and Ravi and Raivatachal, Mount Girnar, rises majestically nearby. Vyasti says, after hearing this correct and proper reasoning from Sri Krishna, all the Yadava leaders decided to move with parents, brothers, relations, supporters, friends, and vehicles. Keeping Sri Krishna and Balramji in the forefront, they all, every single one, left to Mathurapuri. All the important citizens brought up the rear. In a few days, they reached Dwarkapuri. Bhagwan Sri Krishna got architects to restore and renew all the houses in Dwarka. All the Yadavas were properly accommodated. Then Sri Krishna and Balram went back to Mathura immediately. It had become a deserted, silent place, but it became radiant with the presence of these two illustrious and glorious beings. The barbarians, King Kalavyan, reached Mathura. Hearing this, Sri Krishna used his illusory powers and ran past Kalavyan on foot. At that time, the body of Sri Krishna Chandra was adorned with yellow silk cloth. His face was lit with smiles. His eyes surpassed the lotus. When Kalavyan saw him running, he also muttered some words and ran behind him. They both reached a cave where Rajarishi Mushikund was asleep. Seeing the Rishi, Sri Krishna disappeared after covering him with the Pitambar cloth. When the Kalavyan reached the place, he saw the yellow cloth and thought the sleeping form was Sri Krishna. He began to attack him with his feet. The sleeping Rishi got disturbed and sat up. His eyes were red with anger. As soon as he looked at Kalavya, the demon was burnt and reduced to ashes. After this, the Lord Shri Krishna appeared and gave darshan to Rishi Mukund, who bowed in obeisance and left for the forest. Shri Krishna took Balram and went back to Dwarka. He installed Maharaj Ugrasen on the throne and himself began to wander at will. The Swayamvar for the marriage of Rukmini was arranged. It had been decided that she would marry Shishupal, but Bhagwan Shri Krishna seized her and brought her away. He married her. After that, he also married Jambavati, Satyabhama, Mitravinda, Kalinti, Lakshmana, Bhadra, and Naganajiti. In this way, he had eight wives. Their beauty was incomparable. Rukmini bore him the most beautiful Pradyumna. 
Sri Krishna performed all the initiation rites for Pradyumna. Pradyumna was kidnapped by Shambhar Asura and given to Mayavati to look after. Sri Krishna was very distressed at the abduction of his son. In his moment of grief, he took recourse to that Bhagavati Yoga Maya who is in her divine play had killed Vritasur and other demons. Then he began to sing stutis to the Devi. The verses of the Suti were most beautiful and full of substance and significance. Bhagwan Sri Krishna said, Mother, it is an ancient incident. I had taken birth at Badrikasham as the son of Dharma. I had implicit faith and bhakti to you. I impressed and pleased you with my tapasya. I always offered flowers during puja. Oh, mother, can it be that you have forgotten that? It is very shocking that from the birthing quarters my child has been snatched away. Or else, someone has played this trick upon me to cure me of vanity and pride. My house is surrounded on all sides by impassable moats. The entire city is impregnable and my house is in the middle. And deep in the interior of the house, the birthing room has been placed. The doors are always locked. In spite of all this security, the child was stolen away. Neither did I or any of the Yadavas leave the city. The city is well guarded by strong and alert guards. Oh, mother, your power and might are known at to all. This is the play of your Maya, which has deceived me. Oh, Devi, your ways are mysterious and your nature is concealed from all. I have not succeeded in discovering it. Then how can a being with limitations to his understanding ever know you? After stealing the child, where has that person disappeared? None of my guards saw him. Oh, Ambike, this is certainly your divine play. This is no impossible task for you. Before I was born, you caused a five-month fetus from my mother's womb to be transferred into the womb of Rohini to be born as her child, Ambike. By your three attributes, you cause the creation, preservation and destruction. Verily, this entire universe is your creation. You first gave the joy of celebrating the birth of a son, and then you drowned me in the unbearable sorrow of bearing separated from him. This dharma has been enacted solely for your recreation. You are the mother of this distressed and afflicted and also you are their refuge and succor. You alleviate all pain. You mitigate all sorrows. You are compassionate and merciful. Therefore, if my son is alive, please be benevolent to me and bring him into my presence. Vyasji says, nothing was impossible for Bhagwan Shri Krishna himself. Therefore, 
वेन ही प्रेड एंड प्लीडेड इन दिस वे भगवती जगदाम्बिके हर सेल्फ केम इन टू हिस्स प्रेजेंस शी एक्सप्लेन द रीजन फॉर द इंसिडेंट श्री देवी सेड देवेश्वर डू नॉट बी सैड दिस इज अ प्रीवियस लाइफ स्कर्स विच वॉज मैनिफेस्टेड लाइक दिस एज ए रिजल्ट योर सन हैज बीन किडनेप्ड बाई शाम्भर असुरा देर फोर इट इज नॉट राइट टू बी सो डिस्ट्रेस्ड वेन योर सन कंप्लीट सिक्सटीन ईयर्स ऑफ एज ही विल हिमसेल्फ स्ले शाम्भर एंड शाम्भर असुरा एंड कम come to you back to your house now that i am pleased under no circumstances should you ever doubt me it is inadvisable and undesirable vyasti says after saying this devi chandike of unlimited strength and valor removed herself from his sight अवर्षत कोटि कोटि प्रणाम देवी चंडिके नमस्ते टू ऑल अवर listeners of shrimad devi bhagavat hope and wish we all have a blessed day